The reading this morning is from Matthew 25, beginning at verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand, and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't welcome me, naked, and you did not give me clothing, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. This Sunday, Christ the King Sunday, uh, a question for you. Who's in charge of your life? If you answered, I'm in charge of my life, that there'll be a really true statement. You, you are actually all in charge. And what you have is an opportunity to use the authority that you have in life uh, and put it under uh, another authority that you believe will bring you greater benefit. M maybe you're in charge of your life and, and you think that you're the best authority to give you the best outcomes in, in life. Uh, maybe that's the, the way that you like to live. As, as Christians, we, we see that having Christ as our king is the best way to live life now and in eternity. Uh, the, it's what will produce in eternal perspective, but also in temporal now perspective, the best outcome. Who's ever, who, who's ever looked at someone in charge and gone, I, I, I think you've made the, the wrong decision. I could have made a better decision. 
Uh, that, that's what it looks like in, in life. We, we experience that all the time. Sometimes we might even say that to God, God, I think you should have set the world up this way and this is what uh, I think uh, you should do. Somehow imagining that, that we can pull together all the, the wants and needs and challenges in the world and solve them ourselves when we, we, we really know that we can't. Uh, the disciples are being taught by Jesus and if you're, you all should have a Bible near you. And uh, we're on page 807 of the Bible. Uh, last week we looked at the economy of the, the kingdom as to when we are faithful with what God has given us. He gives us more that we may bring a greater return on investment for him. That is, bring his life-giving change to, to the world, his investment into people, changing people. Uh, in the, the, the judgment of the nations, we, we get a bit of a picture as to what the productivity might be like. If you read the previous passage, the, the parable of the talents or the parable of the pounds, uh, the parable of the talents is similar to the Luke one. Uh, we read the parable of the pounds, uh, from, which is the Luke one. The, the parable of the talents is about producing a return on investment. Now, in this passage... So verses 31 and following on page 807, we're getting a bit of a picture as to what productivity for the king uh, looks like. Uh, the outcome of not productivity and the outcome of productivity. So we get this picture of a judgment. And if you're wondering where this picture came from, Bing can, like, so, so you can AI create a picture. I asked for a a picture of Jesus on the throne with people of all nations uh, and ethnicities around. And, and it created this picture with angels as well. So you can't find this picture on the internet. <laughs> you can find probably elements of it. I, th I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but anyway, back to judgment. Uh, Jesus, it says, will separate sheep from goats. Uh, his inheritance being for the sheep. Uh, the, the sheep being the ones that are, are free, the, the goats being the ones that don't receive the inheritance. And so we have this picture of judgment here. Jesus sitting on the throne, people of all nations, Jesus drawing a line down the middle and saying that the, sheep's re the sheep receive the inheritance, that the goats don't receive the inheritance. And so this picture of judgment for what people have done in life uh, interestingly, as you look at the, the passage, uh, you might have thought uh, that Jesus will reward you based on how you have treated him. Actually, we find out in this passage that Jesus is going to reward people uh, based on how we have treated others. That's a challenging thought, isn't it? We, we want to think, okay, look after the king and he'll look after us. Uh, but here it's saying, look after the king's people and the king will look after you. Uh, so two ways he talks about this. Uh, when we treat those in Jesus' family badly, uh, Jesus takes it as an offense against himself. Uh, then when we fail to care for those in Jesus' family, Jesus takes it as an offense against himself. It's, it's really easy uh, to 
be kind and nice to those who you're really well connected to, to do good things uh, for your friends. You, you might think, though, of the parable of the Good Samaritan and the ones that walk by on the opposite side of the road because they don't want to get involved in what's happening on the other side and looking after and caring for that person. There's good things that we can do uh, for those uh, who are in need, uh, but there's also good things that we can walk past, fail to do. And so Jesus is saying that well, there's actually a judgment for both, both in what you have when you've done the wrong thing uh, and when you have not chosen to do what is right. So judgment for, for both. In, in the middle of this uh, is, a, is a question. He, he talks about uh, his family and so the way this translation of the Bible likes to put puts family. It, it says brothers, but it wants us to know it's brothers and sisters, so it uses the word family here. He talks about family, uh, those who do this for my family or those who do this for the least of these. And so it prompts a question for us, who uh, who is this family? Who is this brother or sister? Uh, who are the least of these? I, I read this passage, and uh, you may have heard this passage connected with a lot of social justice work where we care for the least of people. And I wanted to say that uh, when I'm caring for the least of these people, that I am caring for Jesus. That, that's something that I import onto this text and what I wanted to say. Uh, what we need to examine is what, what, what does it actually say? Who, who is the mother brother, uh, family member, sister of Jesus, that he's calling for us to care and will judge us if we don't care for it well. Uh, we, we see uh, in Matthew chapter 12, so that the best interpreter that helps us to understand what the Bible is saying is the Bible itself. And so if you look at Matthew 12, it says, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Uh, this is Jesus speaking. Pointing to his disciples, he says, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. And, and so he identifies there that the person that uh, does the will of his Father in heaven, that is, those who pursue the will of God and, and live that out in life. Uh, we, we have another passage in Matthew uh, chapter 10. And it, so it starts off this with, Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. Anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Whoever welcomes a righteous person, a righteous person's reward. Uh, if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you that person will not lose their reward. And, and so here he, he talks about the representative person, so the, uh, the vassal being sent to represent their master, uh, the, the person that is sent on behalf is there as if you were serving the person uh, who they are serving themselves. And so uh, here it talks a little bit more. There's the representative nature of when we are serving someone, uh, we are serving Jesus, they are someone that has to be representing him and his kingdom. So who are the, the, the least of these? I, I read this and I want to think of the, the poor, the destitute, the, the outcast, the lonely. Uh, but what I think in this passage it's saying, uh, who it's talking about is those 
whom Christ lives within. Uh, so there's this responsibility within us, us as the church, to care for all of us, but not only us, to, to look outside of our church, to, to care for those who are disciples. Who are the least of these? Uh, we are called uh, as Christians to care for, Jesus says, the least of these, and we'll be judged if we don't care well for even the least. So who are the, the least? Galatians uh, talks a little bit more about our responsibility. It says, therefore, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, uh, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. We, we all grow up in an earthly family, and we're told we're, we're to care well for our earthly family. When you are a Christian, you, you get a new family uh, joined by the blood of Jesus, and we're told in this passage that we actually need to care well uh, for the family of believers, especially the family of believers, but care for all people. Uh, so, so who are the least of these in this passage? It seems to be that the passage is talking uh, about uh, those who are followers of Jesus. Uh, what does that mean for us? Uh, are we just caring for the people in the walls of this church? N not at all. Uh, think, think about uh, angels. Uh, who do angels minister to? Those who will inherit salvation. Uh, where does Jesus call us to go? He calls us to, to go to the lost, the broken, the lonely. Who are some of the least of these? Some that haven't yet stepped foot inside a church. Some who haven't yet called themselves a follower of Jesus, but are on that path of looking towards God. The, the least of these isn't someone that has stepped over this uh, theological line where they said, oh, I, I think Jesus is all the Bible says he is. The, the least of these are those who are pointed, directed on a journey to, towards God. So suddenly, uh, when you look at this, it's not just the least of these within the wall. It's the least of these that are traveling in a direction towards God, seeking Jesus. And, and so Jesus is saying, when you look to these least of these people and you serve them well, when you love them well, you are in that loving, loving me. Uh, so... His instruction to us that the way we love other disciples of Jesus matters, uh, whether we're loving them into the kingdom or in the kingdom, whether we're loving them in such a way that through us they get to discover a good king or whether we are loving them because they already know a king and they need to be reminded that they have a good king that cares for them as we represent him. So how can I... Uh, be led uh, to the least I'm called to see, not only the least we see here, but the least out there. Uh, I think Ephesians, uh, the, the prayer of Paul sums it up well. He prays that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened. Uh, the reason I like this phrase, the eyes of our hearts being enlightened, is because actually God wants us to care for all people, all people made in his image, that is every person uh, God wants us to share his heart. Uh, when we serve and love other people well, he doesn't want us to do that just to get something in the end. He wants us to do it because we share his heart for people. So God, open the eyes of our hearts. And in the middle of that, we, we need to ask a, a little question. Where is my heart? Uh, do I 
follow the king? Do I know the king? Do I share his heart? Am I on a direction towards the king? Do I look and care for the, the lost, the broken, the, the lonely, uh, those in need? How do I share the heart of a good king and therefore communicate his heart well to others? Where is my heart? Uh, Jesus says in John 10.16, I am the good shepherd. I, I care for my sheep. Uh, I know my sheep by name. I call my sheep. I have other sheep. What, what does that mean, Jesus, as the one who wants to shepherd all of us in life? Has sheep that don't know him as a shepherd, but wants us as sheep to reach out and say, actually, there's someone good. There's a king that's good, that loves us, that wants you to be part of what he's up to, that others, their lives may be impacted and changed for the better. He wants you and I to join in with that. And that's the privilege. Uh, is this passage talking about the mechanics of judgment? No, it's really talking about how we live out life in a way that reflects his kingship. That is, we look to him not in order to get our reward, but we look to others in order to love them. Uh, and, and through loving others well, we communicate our love to him. So do you, do you want to know whether, whether you're on a path of uh, being a sheep of Jesus? Well, if you've got a big heart for other people, at some level you've discovered the heart of the God who created you. Now that heart is best expressed in relationship with him as you learn what his heart is really about. Uh, let me pray for us. Uh, Jesus, you're, you're a good king who loves us. Uh, you uh, care for us in a way that uh, no one else can. Uh, so sometimes uh, we want to be in charge. Uh, thank you that you are in charge. Uh, thank you that you give us the privilege of responsibility of, of caring well for other people. Uh, lead us in how we can do that. Uh, lead us in how we can share your heart. We pray that you would open the eyes of our heart, that, Lord, we would see uh, the kind of productivity that comes as we trust in you. Uh, open our, our ears to hear your call as the Good Shepherd. Uh, Lord, as uh, we are all disciples on the way, walking, uh, seeking, uh, learning, and growing in understanding, Help each of us with what we need for the season we're in. Surround us, Lord, with the, the people who will love us with your love. And in loving us, uh, uh, we, we thank you uh, for how uh, you share in our life and you encourage and strengthen us. Uh, Lord, help us to have eyes that are open and hearts that are willing to respond. And we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen.